Are you ready to stop telling yourself all the things you're not and see all the ways you already are who you one day hope to be? In this space, there's no more waiting for things to change. We tap into powerful decision-making to create exactly what we want for ourselves in our lives at home. Deciding that you're a good mum as defined by you is where we start. I'm Jo and I'll be sharing how I replace being busy trying to prove all the things with getting giddy about all that's possible for me as a stay-at-home mum of three. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of Stay at Full Motherhood. This week we're talking about all the ways we punish ourselves using time and how this is not the relationship we want to create with our time when our goal is a more calm, peaceful, connected and relaxing experience of life at home with our kids. So at the gym these past few weeks, I've been paying more attention to my posture because it's pretty bad after 10 years of carrying babies and toddlers and diaper bags and groceries up four flights of stairs. And it's been very frustrating because I can't just do the moves as I usually do them. I actually have to think about every muscle in my shoulders and my back and pay constant attention to my form. And I've noticed that I'm thinking that that is taking away from what I want to do at the gym, which is to go fast and work on what I see as my fitness level. But what I've a little bit reluctantly learned is that better alignment through maintaining a straight back position and not slouching or rounding my shoulders and paying attention to maintaining neutral hips not only makes my moves more powerful and more effective, but there is this added bonus of stress relief that I wasn't aware of too. Because an upright posture has been proven to not only help air to move more easily in and out of the lungs, but also to help self-esteem and mood and even help lessen fear when compared to a slumped, rounded posture. And this is why I now recommend to my clients when they're feeling just totally defeated after a long day alone with the kids to stand in the superhero pose with their fists on their hips and their head held high because this really does help to stand in your power in this way. And it's also one of the reasons why I love dancing so much because I tend to stand taller when I'm moving to music I love. So I want to compare this to the thought that I used to have and that several of my clients have come to me with now. And that's the thinking that doing what we want for ourselves outside of being a mum takes away from being present in the moment with our kids and from being the best mum we can be. And when we're thinking this, We're not seeing all the ways that following our joy and giving ourselves permission to go ahead and do what lights us up is actually feeding our ability to be present with our kids because we naturally have so much more of ourselves to offer and to share when we A, actually know ourselves and who we are and what we love and B, are feeling nourished and fulfilled rather than harbouring some quiet resentment about the fact that we never have time to do what we want. And this is one of the key ways that I see mums using time as punishment. 
we actually intentionally keep ourselves from using our time the way we want to in the misplaced belief that we are better mums when we do so. There is so much good intention behind this, but there is no need really to keep ourselves from what we love and to make that sacrifice, just as there is no need for us to tell ourselves that we're being selfish when we want to invest time in ourselves. In fact, when you're trying to do and be everything for everyone except for yourself, you naturally become depleted in the process. And that is when you're actually selfish. Because you then risk becoming stuck in survival mode, at which point your focus becomes wholly on surviving the day, which actually makes it impossible to even see anyone else's needs. And that's how many stay-at-home mums choose to experience their motherhood, seeing no other option but to wholly give themselves to it until they reach the point where time allows them to come back to themselves and what they want for them. This point is usually seen as the day the very last kid starts preschool and there is this idea that we can wait until this point for the piles and piles of time to suddenly land in our laps and be used however we want it to. But the thing to remember here, if you are thinking this way, to wait patiently until all the kids are finally in school, is that your relationship with time will still be exactly the same when you reach that point in the future. You will have, by that point, have used time against yourself for years as a sort of punishment by giving it responsibility for keeping you from what you love to do. And you will still be handing the responsibility for you creating what you want for yourself over to time rather than claiming that responsibility for yourself. But time is never responsible for your results. It's not arriving at a specific point in time that makes everything you want suddenly available to you. And it's not receiving heaps of hours and minutes without kids in the house that creates that thing for you. It's always you and your thoughts about yourself and your willingness to take action outside of what's known and what's comfortable. That's what counts. We don't want to be blaming time for us not having what we want, nor do we want to shame ourselves for not using time the way we might want to. We want to create an open, loving relationship with time where we truly see that there is just so much abundance everywhere. We want to trust that we have plenty of time for every, plenty of time every single day to decide what we want to do with it. And we want to also trust that we have plenty of talent and capability and wisdom and courage to go ahead and take the next step towards creating what we want for ourselves. Nothing can steal away your time with your kids unless you give it permission to. And as I've learned as a time hacker coach, you need never be thinking that distraction, in this case in the form of your kids, That distraction happens in the room you're in. In fact, both distraction and focus happen in your mind, which means that you are free to do anything you choose to do with your kids right there at home and you can trust in your ability to come right back to focus whenever interruptions happen. And we're all very used to doing this, to doing laundry and cooking and cleaning, 
with our kids right there without feeling guilty for doing those things and, for example, talking to our partners too and scrolling our phones as well. So there's no reason at all why, well, why doing what you love to do for you needs to be any different. And we don't want to forget here that the there is this added bonus that lighting yourself up also reminds you that being a mum is not your whole identity. In fact, this is a role that you'll perhaps play hands-on for only 18 years of your life. And it shows your kids the value of bringing all the parts of you to everything you do in life. So if you are right now pushing off doing what you know you feel pulled to do until the kids are all in school, remind yourself that this is not because you don't have enough time right now. I always remind my clients that, um, to use another example from the gym, if you did a single leg lift every day for a year, then at the end of it, you'd have some muscle definition there that certainly would not be there if you didn't do anything at all. The compound effect is real and is always working. And it's definitely worth remembering when your brain is telling you that there's no point starting something unless you can go all in. Because all in is truly a mindset that you can choose to step into anytime you want to. And you can make it look like anything you want it to when it comes to taking action. So if it's not time that's keeping you from what you want and you're already aware of the fear that says you prioritising you and your wants would mean compromising how you show up for your kids, then you can remind yourself that you always get to choose abundance, our natural state, if you want to. And you can simply let your pile of good things grow. It never has to be either or. And your brilliant brain is always very capable of coming up with creative solutions to making it happen in a way that's right for you. And I'll add to that that right does not mean comfortable because we already know that discomfort is always going to come when we try anything new and that we simply choose to invite discomfort along for the ride. Like an old friend, we expect to always be there. And on the other side of that discomfort is a new experience of self-fulfillment and living life as your whole self and modelling for your kids what it's like to follow that path too. Okay, that's it for today. Please join me again next Tuesday for another episode and feel free to hop on a free consult call on Zoom with me before then to find out more about coaching one-on-one in my 12-week coaching program. So to book a call, go to my website at joyfulmamacoaching.com. That's joyful with two L's and I will see you there. Till next week. Bye-bye.